First Baptist Athens offers this podcast of Devotions for Lent. Today's devotion is offered by Rachel Graves. It is based on the story in Genesis 39, 7-23, when Joseph is tempted by Potiphar's wife. The scripture is read from the voice translation. The devotion begins with music provided by Sarah Delbane playing What Wondrous Love Is This Arranged for Flute. Lay aside everything else for the next few minutes. Allow the music to settle your soul, making space to listen for God. After a while, his master's wife began watching him, and she tried to seduce him. Come, sleep with me. But Joseph refused. Look, please don't take offense. But with me in charge, my master has no concerns for anything that goes on in his house. He has trusted me with everything he has. He hasn't treated me like I'm any less than he is, And he hasn't kept anything from me except, of course, for you, because you are his wife. Why would I do something so clearly wrong and sin so blatantly against God? Although she pursued him day after day, Joseph would not consent to sleep with her and refused to be alone with her. One day, however, when he went into the house to do his work while no one else was in the house, She grabbed him by his clothes and tried again to seduce him. Come on, sleep with me. But Joseph ran outside, away from her, as far and as fast as he could, leaving her holding his clothes in her hand. When she realized he rejected her again and she had his clothes in her hand, she called out to the other servants of her household. See here? My husband brought this Hebrew into our house to take advantage of us. He came to me and wanted to sleep with me. I screamed as loudly as I could. And when he heard me yell, 
he dropped his clothes here beside me and ran outside. She kept Joseph's clothes beside her until her husband came home. Then she told him the same story. The Hebrew servant you brought into this household came in to take advantage of me. When I screamed as loudly as I could, he dropped his clothes here beside me and ran outside. When Potiphar heard his wife's account, his face flushed with anger. So Potiphar, Joseph's master, put him into prison and locked him up in the place where the king's prisoners were confined. Joseph remained there for a time. But the Eternal One remained with Joseph and showed him his loyal love and granted him favored status with the chief jailer. The jailer put Joseph in charge of all of the prisoners who were confined there. Whatever needed to be done, Joseph was the one to do it. The chief jailer, like Potiphar, didn't need to worry about anything that was in Joseph's care because the Eternal One was with him. And whatever Joseph did worked out well because the Eternal One made it so. People like to feel powerful. Over the last year especially, we have seen illustrations of that all around the country with the civil unrest that has always been there, just ignored by those with power. But power comes in all forms. From the teacher to the politician to the attending doctors I see in the emergency room each have power in their own way. Having power is not inherently bad. I want teachers to have power over their classrooms to control the learning environment. I want politicians to have power to make meaningful change that will positively impact people in this country. I want my emergency room attendings to have the power to make decisions to save a child's life in the trauma room. I want power in my own life to make decisions that affect positive change. Power can become toxic, though. The chase for power can poison relationships and harm all involved. Because when someone has power, someone else does not. In this story, Potiphar's wife has power, and she knows it. Joseph knows it, too. We don't even know her name, yet she clearly has the power here. Joseph tells of all his great responsibilities within his master's house, yet his master's wife can speak a few words and change the course of his life. That's power. That's privilege. After the hurt of repeated rejection from Joseph, she leverages her power to enact revenge on Joseph for his continued strong commitment to his belief of the wrongness of her proposition. Funnily enough, though, we never hear anything again about this woman with power. She has Joseph sent to prison, and that's all we know. As readers, after hoping for Joseph's victory again and again and seeing him beaten down and taken advantage of, we are reminded who really has the power. Our passage says, The Lord was with Joseph. The Lord was with him. In the hands of humankind, power has the tendency to become warped and twisted and selfish, not God's power. God's power rebuilt Joseph's life over again, this time after confinement in the king's prison. So what about the areas of our lives where we have power? I have to think Joseph was tempted by Potiphar's wife's offer. He is human after all. He tells her that Potiphar has given him everything in the house to take care of. What power he had, and more was offered. Instead, he asks her, How then could I do this great wickedness and sin against God? 
How then could I use my power and cause hurt to someone else? Maybe that is the question we should ask when we have control in a situation. When I have power or control, are my actions hurting others? If the answer is yes, big red flag, toxic power, harmful power, step back from that control and remember who ultimately has the power over our lives. In that vein, when you've had power, have you ever been able to give someone else control? I work in a pediatric emergency room. There are few situations where someone has less control over what is going on than in a pediatric emergency room. Children who are sick or injured come to the ER and suddenly can't make any decisions for themselves. All decisions are between a doctor and an adult caregiver. They must get this IV or take this medicine or get this imaging done or get these stitches placed. They can't even wear their own clothes anymore. Part of my job is giving control back to my patients. Sure, they can't choose whether to take this medicine or not, but they can choose who gives it to them. They can't choose whether they get stitches or not, but they can choose what movie they want to watch during the stitches. They can't choose whether to get an IV or not, but they can choose how to cope with the procedure. Have you ever empowered someone? In my experience, empowerment of others is so rewarding. Maybe we would know more about Potiphar's wife if she had chosen to empower Joseph instead of attempting to strip him of his control. Power can be hurtful, but can also give life. I encourage you to find someone to empower this week. See how it feels to give up your control. Maybe, just maybe, this practice will allow us to revel in God's power instead of grasping for just a little more of our own twisted human version of power. All-powerful Lord, Thank you for your presence with us always. Just like Potiphar's wife, we struggle to recognize our privilege and power. We recognize and worship your power in the world and in our lives. Help us relinquish our control to better empower those around us. In your holy name we pray. Amen.